How's it going, Stevie? I am doing mighty fine. How about yourself, Pat? I'm doing pretty good, and I'm pretty excited to talk about today's movie, The Lobster, starring Colin Farrell. And it was such an interesting movie, was it not? Yeah, I loved it. So uh, the quick uh, description from IMDb, in a dystopian near future, single people, according to the laws of the city, are taken to the hotel, where they are obliged to find a romantic partner in 45 days or are transformed into beasts and sent off into the woods. <laughs> so pretty much you either find a partner or you get turned into the animal of your choice. And that's like the starting point. of. Okay, the but was that opening scene not one of the most like jarring opening scenes you've seen in forever? Yeah, so uh, that uh, Jack... Jacqueline Abrams is credited as Donkey Shooter. Oh, that's her. They, they, she's actually credited? Yeah, and her character name was Donkey Shooter. So what, what was going on there? So she gets out of the car. It's, it's a rainy day in what looks like to be dreary Scotland or Ireland. Yeah, and this is before the words the lobster have even come up on the screen. This is like the first thing. Yeah, and so she's driving in the middle of nowhere in the rain, and all of a sudden, like, windshield wipers are going, the radio's on. And she hops out of her car and spots, uh, spots uh, was it three donkeys? It was like a pack of donkeys. And she goes up to one of them, looks, at, looks the donkey dead in the eye, and then shoots it three times in the head. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the, I think that's when the, the opening title comes up right after that, right? Yeah, that's before like, we even know like, the rules of the movie. This is just, it's like a cold opening. Like, you don't, no, there's no words even spoken, and this just happens. So why did that... Why did that happen then? My thoughts on it were, uh, I, I think that was maybe her husband. Her ex-husband, though, would have had to have been, right? Yeah, ex-husband, I'm guessing. And he found another donkey mate after he was transformed, I'm guessing. And she probably didn't like that too much. So in the movie Colin Farrell, David goes to the hotel because his ex leaves him. And then... Uh, he meets a cast of weirdo characters. And one thing that I noticed, too, is right when he gets to the hotel, um, he asks if there's an option for bisexual, and they say no. And then he asks if they have a half shoe size. Is he like 11 and a half or 12 and a half or something like that? And they say, no, it's either 11 or 12. And it's kind of a theme throughout the whole movie is that this dystopian universe is super black and white. You're either a single person who lives rogue in the woods and can't have any sexual content or ro- romantic relationship, or you are with somebody, or you get transformed into an animal. Very black and white, which I think this whole movie was just kind of um, a look at, like, maybe how like people see relation- perceive relationships today. Uh, either you're with somebody, or you're a freak and single. I don't know. Uh... Well, it's kind of like uh, the Facebook culture of where you have to select a status in a relationship or single, or it's complicated. And, and the whole world has to know. Exa- exactly. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And uh, it really didn't like kick in for me until they were at like their first kind of like... It reminded me of like, a junior high school dance. Isn't it kind of you where Colin Farrell is looking at the, the amazing John C. Riley, who is just hilarious, like unintentionally hilarious. And you had, I don't know the guy's name, maybe if you want to pull up IMDb, uh, the guy who played Q in the James Bond movies. The, the guy, the limping man, he played the limping man in this movie. Ben Wishaw. Wish, ben Wishaw. Yeah, him and John C. Riley are kind of his, uh, Colin Farrell's comrades in this movie. 
John C. Riley is just kind of trying to survive, and uh, the Limping Man. I mean, their, their their names in this movie really are the Lisping Man and the Limping Man. Yep. Yeah. Well, the, so like when you show up to, you give this speech, and uh, you kind of say how you got single. So this is like your first day in the or second day in the hotel. The first day you have your hand handcuffed behind your back. Uh, and then, yeah. Then the second day, uh, you give this speech, and you pretty much say why you're single now, and then what you're one defining characteristic is so the limping guy was that he walks with a limp because he got attacked by wolves because his mom got turned into a wolf that was a really sad story <laughs> yeah this movie's weird as shit <laughs> and uh then this other lady gets up there who has uh say a lot of junk in the trunk and then she says her defining feature is her <laughs> is her pretty smile dude the whole movie is super quirky. but anyway it's I didn't, I didn't very quirky and like you said that guy's story he was like yeah so i went to the zoo where my mom was taken and jumped into the bin, uh, the the pit with all the wolves, and then there were all but two attacked me. And I'm guessing one of those was my mom. <laughs> yeah, and so over the course of uh, Colin Farrell's stay here, you know, he gets to know some of the people, like we mentioned, John C. Riley and uh, the guy from the James Bond movie. Uh, so he makes some friends, uh, and then some of them go off to get in a relationship. But there's this whole other caveat, too, where you can earn extra days in the hotel <laughs> if you catch one of the singles who live in the woods around the hotel. Yeah, if you trank them out in the woods and bring them in, you can earn... Because you only get, what, 45 days to find a mate? To start with, yeah. But the heartless woman had tranked so many that she was up to like 100 and some days. Yeah, which I think... Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit, which was even probably the worst part of the whole movie. But uh, <laughs> this movie was so off the walls. <laughs> it's 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 simultaneously a, a horror movie and a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it covers every spectrum. It's like a love movie. It's a horror movie. You could even call like a psychological thriller if you wanted to. I mean, it covers so much ground in this whole. It, it just it, it's only a hundred minutes long. It's not a terribly long movie. But, um, like, when people kind of start to break off, like the limping man, he kind of reflects a society that will do anything to find a mate, even if they have to lie throughout their entire relationship, just to be with somebody. Yep. There's a girl that gets introduced where she has terrible nosebleeds. And so what does he do? He starts to hit his face on everything, pours cherry juice on himself, just to say he had a nosebleed so they have something to talk about. Was matching the defining trait yeah that was kind of like yeah it's your defining trait is being matched up with someone else that also has that trait yeah so that's what he started faking nosebleeds and then um comes into play later on but so eventually uh colin farrell how did he escape again i forget that part. okay here's where we come to the most screwed up part of the whole movie oh, dog, dog fuck, lovers yeah. uh don't turn off his podcast but uh just kind of be on edge here uh he ends up trying to fall for the heartless woman because his days are running out and the heartless woman doesn't react to anything she literally has no heart she's super cold and so a woman commits suicide right in front of them and colin farrell is like well i hope she dies soon i'm kind of just sick of hearing her scream doesn't try to help her and the heartless woman kind of starts to court him and they become an item they get to go to the couple's side of the resort because they're split in two there's your single side and couple side before you're released into society and she doesn't fully believe him and we haven't gotten to this yet pat but um he has his brother with him who didn't 
make it out of the resort with a mate. Who's now a dog, yeah. Who's now a dog. And she ends up kicking the dog to death while Colin Farrell yeah. sleeps to, just to see how he reacts. This is the uh, second A24 produced movie I've seen in a row with a dog death. And the second time in a row... I've seen at least two people walk out of the movie in the scene where the dog died. So I mean, it's real and bloody, and, and not wait, but, wait. People walked out in my uh, a couple did, yeah, in mine. Wow. And then uh, in green room too, there's some dog deaths that people walked out during that part. But yeah, this movie is not for the faint of heart. It's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, and so uh, he ends up. It's kind of this really kind of like comedic chase throughout the hotel, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Like he try like because I mean she she wants to take him to what's called the transformation room. They have a they have a shot down the hotel hallway that looks like something out of The Shining, and then it's like a very Marx Brothers slash comedic, uh, almost Looney Tunes. Yeah, like running into one door and then like you know running into the next door. It's pretty funny. Yeah, like Scooby Doo. Yeah, exactly. And so he ends <laughs> up turning the tables on her. Keeping in mind that that is juxtaposed next to. A five-minute scene with a dead dog, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, the dead dog scene's super heavy. Yeah, it's horrible. It, I I kind of looked at my wife to be in about a month, and she goes, "Do you want to keep watching this?" And I was like, "Well, we're we're this far, Lauren. We can't turn back now." <laughs> and so they kind of go through the whole Scooby-Doo chase scene, very comedic. He ends up tranking her with help of a maid, or like a. I don't even call it a maid, just someone who helps out at the resort. Oh, and one other thing too. Part of this these this maid's duty is to uh, give residents a lap dance and to stop as soon as they become aroused. And this is to increase their, uh, I guess, libido and drive to find a mate. And also any self-pleasure is strictly prohibited and punishable by sticking your hand <laughs> in a toaster at like breakfast. John C. Riley's character. Yeah. <laughs> he gets in trouble for too much masturbation and so they literally stick his hand in a burning toaster for what seems to be an eternity while he's screaming (laughs) that naked woman on the horse was just too much for him to handle god and so he ends up taking this knocked out heartless woman who he tranked into the transformation room and they never say what he turned her he turned her into what animal but apparently it was horrific it's supposed to be the worst animal you possibly could so what do you think what would that be what do you think can you get turned into an insect, or is it just strictly animals? I don't. I think it could be pretty much anything, because I mean, like a lobster is like a crustacean. That's so. true. That's very true. Um, yeah, I I don't know what she was turned into, but John C. Ryan's character comes back to it, and he's like, "What you did to that poor woman was horrific." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's and it sort of just leaves it to your imagination, which is pretty funny. But he escapes, gets into the woods, and joins. And this is Acts 2 and 3. Yeah, that joins the singles um, who live outside of the law. and strictly... But yet they're very militant. Yeah, uh, yeah. so like I said, very black and white. You're, you're all in, and this is definitely a, a brainwashed society who doesn't, doesn't think like we do at all. No, very dystopian future. Yeah, so part of your life of being a single is that you, uh, you can't accept any help from anybody if you get your foot caught in a bear trap you have to get your foot out of a bear trap or you die uh you listen to electronic dance music on a personal 
CD player and jam out and dance alone. No dancing with other people. And like we mentioned, uh, no sexual content contact at all uh and here's where we come to our love our love story uh one guy in the film got his lips cut off uh just for flirting with a girl but despite himself uh david colin farrell falls in love with uh the very beautiful and uh extremely talented rachel weiss yep and uh part of their courtship is of course that she is short-sighted and he is short-sighted and it's kind of funny too because it goes back to that opening scene in the film where uh, she, his wife is leaving him and one of the last things that he asks are, does he wear glasses or contacts? And she right. says, Right, and it's, it's like you're like... <laughs> he's obsessed. It's, 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 it's this whole thing about like defining characteristics. Yeah, he's obsessed with this one thing. Yeah, and so this is probably my favorite part of the movie. Oh, not my favorite, but definitely one that stuck out to me is their secret courtship throughout probably like a good 25-minute span. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like a... And the the conversations are very disjointed, very, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's almost like a Wes Anderson waiting for Godot type. One person says one thing, another person says another thing, and they don't seem to connect at all. But but these two star-crossed uh, singles use um, sort of baseball-like third-base coach signals to communicate to each other, like rubbing their nose and their arms. Just like third-base like third coach. I yeah. mean, it was incredible. They were like... <laughs> Especially when they were trying to be sexual with one another through sign yeah. language. One of them was like, one of, yeah, if you're like, you stick your left leg behind your right knee, it means like, want to fuck or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, she was like pulling her hair and then he was like rubbing a tree with his hand in a very perversive way. Yeah. It, yeah, I, this movie was completely off the wall, but. And so <laughs> the leader of this uh, very militant single society, she played the damsel in distress in uh, the new James Bond film, Spectre. She, oh. was the bon- she was the Bond girl. I haven't seen it, but okay. Wasn't a good one, but I'm just laying that out there. But yeah. um, here's where it got even more strange. Yeah, it, it gets more strange. It gets even more strange than killing a dog to see how a person reacts. Uh, so the leader becomes starts to become very suspicious of Rachel Weiss and Colin Farrell's uh, relationship. She's kind of just looking at, I guess, Colin Farrell and Rachel Weiss really weren't being smart about it. They were being too lovey-dovey in front of her. I mean, so, yeah, they, they, there's one scene where they're with the uh, the leader's family um, and the leader's dad is playing music for them and they just are, yeah. they're just going at it on the couch. <laughs> it's super intense and like, I don't know. It's just so weird. It's, it's just, so out there. It's hard it's, to even explain, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie you definitely have to see to believe because if someone told me this plot, I'd be like, no way. But um, the leader takes Rachel Weiss and a couple of girls to the optometrist and has this optometrist blind Rachel Weiss completely. Mm, yeah, and then another part of, I, I forgot to mention this, if, if you're a single, one of the things you have to do is very symbolically dig your own grave and make your way to it before you die. And uh, to punish Colin or David, she, Colin Farrell or David, she makes him lie in his own grave and she makes him push some dirt over himself or whatever, you know. Very symbolic movie. Yep. And so he's like completely turned off now that she's not just short-sighted, she's blind. And, but but they do, yeah, they, they sort of have this montage of, of playing games together and eventually they try to, or they do escape. They do escape successfully, the singles, yeah. yeah. Make it into the city. And, and do you want to describe the very end of the movie? The very, and it, it, Okay, so there's um, a couple's police throughout the city where you have to show papers proving that you're married or you have a partner. 
and it usually goes by how pretty you are. It's very, you know, matching characteristics. And so Rachel Weiss being blind, they're afraid that the police are going to catch them because Colin Farrell is not blind. And there was no way a blind person would be with a not blind person. And so Colin Farrell takes a steak knife into the bathroom of the diner that they're hiding out at. And this is where the film ends, but it looks like he's going to cut his eyes out. Well, I think he definitely does cut his eyes out because there's... It- cuts to black very suddenly i think implying that he he did is it. now blind yeah yeah and that's how we uh that's how the movie ends <laughs> yeah pretty intense and pretty crazy it's it's like a bleaker but also funnier her i thought i think it was funnier than her her just made me sad i liked but, it a uh, lot better than her personally yeah it comes in at around two hours it's it's <laughs> the second and third act which aren't as interesting with the singles is a, a big part of the movie. I mean, there's one point where they attack the hotel. This whole story is being narrated by the woman um, David falls in love with. So there's that, there's this, that whole element and this diary that gets found. It's kind of a complicated plot, too, that's going on. But Yeah, very much so. And uh, one of the, I guess the reason I love this movie so much, it was so original and off the wall, and I couldn't predict anything that was going to happen. Do you think any possible awards here this is an original screenplay i'm not even sure i think the dead dog kind of <laughs> takes you yeah. know what i mean yep I, I i i don't think they had to go that extreme but uh it was definitely uh so people really walked out of the theater when that happened yeah two people in my movie did and like i said this uh it was an an a24 production or whatever or distributed by them and it was the second movie in a row where People have walked out in a dead dog scene. So People walked out in Green Room, too. Yep, and uh, earlier this year we spoiled Mad Max, so it's the third movie I've seen this year where a dog dies. Pretty pretty uplifting stuff. Yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, <laughs> say so. Yeah, one final note here. The reason it's called The Lobster is because that's what Colin Farrell would be if he got turned into an animal. Yeah, they give you an interview <laughs> before like you go into... Uh, before you go into the complex itself, and they're like, are you gay? Are you straight? And there's this really funny scene where Colin Farrell's like, well, I had a homosexual experience in college. Uh, is there a bisexual option? And this woman, like, bluntly looks at Colin. She's like, no. Is and it was very, very funny, dry humor. Like you said, it kind of reminded me of a Wes Anderson film. But uh, being a lobster, he's just like, you know, they live to be 100. They're fertile their whole life, and he just he's always been a good swimmer, so why not be a lobster? Uh, so you want to play a quick trivia game? I do want to play some trivia because, you know, it's my favorite thing in the world and one of the few things I'm good at. So this is a trivia game, and I haven't thought of a good name yet. Um, maybe Feral versus Feral. Ooh. I'm going to name a character's name as it's listed, listed in IMDb, and you got to first tell me if it's Colin Farrell or Will Farrell. and that, that part <laughs> should be pretty easy. And then you gotta tell me the movie that it's from. All right. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Uh, let's start with an easy one. Let's do Jackie Moon. We'll start really easy. That's Will Ferrell, and that was in Semi Pro. Nice. Uh, the next one is David. Just David. And there might be a couple that we'll accept here. Just David? Just David. Is that Colin Farrell and the Lobster? Yep, that's correct. All right. Sonny Crockett. Oh, good God. Sonny Crockett. S-O-N-N-Y-C-R-O-C-K-E-T-T. Sonny Crockett. 
I'm going to guess that's Colin Farrell. Yep. It's a movie in his top five, too. In his top five? It's uh, top four on IMDb, yeah, and is known for. Top four and is known. Would it be The Recruit? I don't know. Uh, Miami Vice. That wasn't even a good movie. <laughs> Dr. Rick Marshall. Uh, that is Will Ferrell, Land of the Lost. <laughs> Correct. Two more. Ray. That's uh, Colin Farrell in 2000. I think he went 2008 in, uh, in Bruges. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> nice job. Uh, 2008. Uh, last one here. Lord Business slash President Business slash The Man Upstairs. That's Will Ferrell in the Lego movie. Correct. And this was Ferrell versus Ferrell. Nice that's job. That's a fun game. Yeah, that's pretty fun. You did really Miami well. Miami Vice wasn't even a good movie. I've never anybody. I think Jamie Foxx was in it. <laughs> the way that my local movie theater, the Uptown Cinema, billed the lobster was Miami Vice's Colin Farrell stars in the lobster. <laughs> Please, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's, that's just good humor right there. That's like saying Alexander. That's like saying Alexander's Colin Farrell. Well, that's all I have. Um, yeah, I would. The only thing I had to say left is um, I uh, highly, highly recommend this movie. Yep, two yeses for us. Uh, two claws up. <laughs> very much so. So, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can contact us by emailing us at podcastspoilers at gmail Tweet at us at spoilersputcast. Uh, That's P-D-C-S-T. Yep, and on the iTunes or Apple Podcast app, if you search for us, search for Spoilers, Spoilers Podcast, click on the cereal box and you can leave us a review there. It really helps us in those search results. Yeah, uh, we have an incredible uh, theme song that was written for us by Joshua Hensley, who is uh, a part of the band uh, The Rutabaga. Uh, Very talented, and uh, check them out. Yep, thanks for listening.